this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host g sampath last week the reserve bank of india raised its key repo rate by 25 basis points to 6.50% this is the sixth rate hike since last may for a total hike of 250 basis points in less than a year the latest hike while not entirely unexpected in some quarters came as a surprise to those who were hoping for a pause in the consecutive rate hikes especially given that inflation pressures were seen to be moderating but this hike has also sparked a debate about its impact on fixed deposit rates home loan interest rates and emis and there's also talk of how it will impact the demand in the real estate market not to mention the pace of completion of ongoing projects in this episode of in focus we shall try and decode the implications of the latest hike in all these domains especially from the consumers point of view and we have with us ravi saraugi of samasthiti advisors who is also a sebi registered investment advisor ravi thank you so much for joining us thanks sampath pleasure to be here thanks for inviting me uh ravi so there was uh, an expectation in some quarters that the rate hike cycle might be given a pause button this time given the recent moderation in inflation so to start with for the benefit of our listeners can you quickly explain what exactly is the key repo rate what does it mean and why this latest hike sure so so repo rate it's essentially the rate at which rbi lends to banks so if any banks requires short term funds it can approach the rbi give eligible securities to rbi like government bonds and take loan from the rbi against you know those securities and the rate at which this funding is provided by uh, you know rbi is called the repo rate so it's called the repo because it's essentially a repurchase agreement so at the end of the loan tenure what the bank does is it buys back the securities that it had given to rbi and repays the loan back so this is uh, you know really the most important interest rate you know which is tracked by the financial markets it serves as the key benchmark interest rate in the economy and rbi influences the other interest rates in the economy by changing the repo rates so when it wants to lower inflation it increases the repo rate to slow down economic activity and when inflation is low and uh, you know rbi wants to give economic activity a boost it lowers the repo rate so lowering the repo rate is expected to lower interest rates is expected to give a boost to lending and hence you know to aggregate demand you know in the economy so that's you know about the repo rate and sampath regarding your point that there was an expectation that rbi may hold interest rates last week yes that was the consensus estimate uh, you know by the market given that the inflation in november and december last year was below you know the rbi limit of 6% so that's rbi's comfort limit you know for inflation and uh, in, in the last two months of the last calendar year you know inflation came in at about 5.9 and 5.7% so there was an expectation that uh, you know after hiking you know repo rates very steeply uh, you know from about 4% in may 2022 to 
to about 6.5%. There will be a breather. But, you know, RBI increased repo rates uh, by 0.25% last week. And in hindsight, that was a good move because just yesterday, uh, the new data came for inflation in January. And that has again gone up back to 6.5%. So it's above RBI's comfort limit. Okay. So I think so. it was uh, more of a cautious hike and, and in hindsight, it does seem like uh, it was in the right direction. Now, you spoke about how a lower repo rate would translate into lower interest rates and a higher, higher one would translate into higher interest rates for various uh, borrowers. Now, so this sort of uh, makes it clear that the banks sort of transmit the hike in repo rates to its retail and corporate customers. So is there some kind of a rule or a guideline that dictates how this transmission of rate hikes or rate loverings happen? For example, does a 25 basis point hike necessarily lead to a hike in home loan interest rates, for instance, of uh, 0.25% and FD rates also of 0.25%? Or are there other factors that work which determine how this transmission happens? Sure. So I think, uh, you know, a little background would help in understanding, uh, you know, this question. So we have to rewind the clock back. So so let's look at 1991 when, you know, we carried out substantial economic reforms in India. That was the first time when interest rates were deregulated in the economy. You know, so banks were free to decide their lending rates. Earlier, this used to be administered. But, uh, you know, in 1991, when interest rates were deregulated, there was no benchmark available for banks in terms of how to price loans. So you could say it was really the wild, wild west. You know, a bank had full discretion in terms of how to price, you know, loans. In 1994, RBI introduced the prime lending rate framework. So basically, it asked the banks that you have to define an interest rate for your prime customers. And all other lending rates that you charge has to be benchmarked to your prime lending rate. So that was expected to bring in transparency in terms of how you know lending rates you know are charged. In 2003, the prime lending rate was substituted with the benchmark prime lending rate, uh, and uh, the idea was that each bank will decide on this benchmark prime lending rate based on the cost of the bank's borrowing the operational costs that it faces, and it's the profit margin that it wants to target. In 2010, the benchmark prime lending rate moved to a base rate framework. And in 2016, there was a further overhaul. And we are currently you know, in a system which is called the marginal cost of funds based lending rate. It's uh, you know more commonly referred to as MCLR. So what has happened under this particular MCLR regime is that the RBI has given a very specific formula to to the banks that this is how you have to calculate the MCLR and all your lending has to be benchmarked to your specific MCLR. So while there's a lot of transparency in terms of how this MCLR is calculated, but again, you know, banks still have discretion, uh, you know, because every bank as a different structure, it faces a different capital structure. It has different operational expenses. It's essentially, you know, different from you know uh, uh, another bank. So, banks still have operational flexibility in deciding how to calculate this MCLR for themselves. So, uh, so this is the framework that has been introduced, and the reason why you know the RBI is so particular when it comes to how repo rate is transmitted to lending rates is because that's the channel through which monetary policy is expected to work. And, uh, you know, across these different changes, you know, the repo rate transmission 
to lending rates has gone up. So, in fact, just in August 2022, last year, RBI released a study, and that suggests that for about a hundred basis point change, so that's about a one percent change in repo rate. The lending rate, you know, goes up by about twenty six zero point two six to zero point four seven percent. So, if you look at the upper limit, essentially, you can consider that a one percent increase in repo rate leads to about a zero point five percent increase in lending rates. And this used to be a lot lower, you know. So, in the earlier regimes uh, prior to MCLR, uh, you know, the transmission used to be significantly weaker. So, you know, to answer your question. Uh, because of various rbi rules there is you know a direct impact on lending rates because of change in repo rate however it's not one to one it also depends on many different factors like credit growth economic sentiment the banks individual you know operational expenses right you know it seems like uh, a lot of it is still uh, at the bank's discretion even though it's become much more complicated than before now as as a lay person uh, as as a common as somebody who who, who has done the whole gamut of EMI, home loan kind of uh, routine. It does seem many people say that, you know, when the repo rates go up, the banks are very quick to transmit higher rates to higher home loan interest rates. But when it goes down, the home loan interest rates don't really seem to go down to the same extent or as fast. Is that is that the case? Yeah, so I, I you know, I, I would agree that, you know, the action by the banks to changing lending rates when repo rate changes is much more swift. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about how RBI wants that to be very, very swift because that's the point. You know, when RBI changes repo rates, it wants banks to quickly carry out changes in lending rates. So that's a system design. Now, when it comes to changes in, say, fixed deposit rates, right, it's it's there there are really no guidelines in place uh, you know rbi does not come in and say that when repo rate increases the bank has to increase fixed deposit rates so for example the fixed deposit rates because of that reason is more dependent on liquidity in the banking system and it's it doesn't depend so much on the repo rate so you know your concern that you know lending rates are going to increase because of increase in repo rate but that may not be reflected in the fixed deposit rate is very very true so, for example, you know, RBI has hiked repo rate by about two point five percent now since May, you know, you know, two thousand, uh, you know, twenty two. But not all of this has really translated to higher FT returns, right? If you look, if you look at, you know, the FT rates has gone up by only about about one point five percent, and this is because there is actually no shortage of liquidity in the banking system right now. So, if you look at the daily data that is shared by you know RBI, the banking system is still in surplus, uh, you know, liquidity. So while you know this surplus has come down over the past few months, and if the surplus goes into deficit, that is where FT rates will go up higher. Uh, you know, credit growth has been quite strong, and uh, you know, in the recently released budget, there is an expectation of significantly higher government expenditure. So all of this may lead to you know some amount of you know, stress coming in terms of banking liquidity. And that is where banks will be forced to increase interest rates and, uh, you know, and garner, you know, more funds. So, yeah. So on the lending side, we have done a lot. We have moved from prime lending rate to benchmark prime lending rate to base rate, then to the MCLR regime. And all of the effort has really been there to make sure the transmission happens. 
on the deposit side you know there has been no such uh, you know steps taken so i think you know from an investor point of view uh, we can just take solace that there has been some innovation so last year yes bank launched a floating rate fixed deposit which is linked to repo so you know for fixed deposit tenures of more than 18 months this floating rate fixed deposit gives 1.6% more than repo rate so in june 2022 uh, when the product was launched so repo rate was at 4.9% and so nfd rate translated to 6.5% now the repo rate is 6.5% so fd rate translates to 8.1% so only in the case of this floating rate fixed deposit which is linked to repo has the transmission you know been really good but other products for example rbi has a floating rate bonds you know which any uh, you know investor can go and uh, you know buy ravi coming back to the earlier question i raised so you speaking of this transmission does this transmission happen as fast or as swiftly or as uh, accurately when the rates go down i mean we know we had rates haven't gone down in the last whatever one year but if rbi was to say in the next rate cycle reduce uh, the repo rate by 50 basis points will it immediately reflect in the home loan or it's a it's a, it's a different story no it it does uh, you know reflect uh, and and that's really a function of uh, you know the specific loan that the borrower has taken so the contractor specify that uh, you know based on the last 3 months uh, you know repo rate the, the home loan rate will get revised however the, a home loan is a component of two products uh, you know is essentially you know the interest rate charged on a home loan consists of a base rate which is nothing but the repo rate and a spread right and banks actually have discretion in terms of changing that spread so what is the spread so for example so let's so let's take you know an example so in in may 2022 for example the repo rate was at 4% now uh, a large bank the mainstream banks have generally keep a spread of about 2.5% so the home loan rate was in the range of 6.5% so 4% repo rate plus 2.5% spread charged by the bank now february 2023 the repo rate has gone up to 6.5% so if we keep the spread of 2.5% the home loan rate has actually gone up to 9% so that's quite a steep you know rise uh if we stick to the same you know framework when repo rates come down uh you know banks will be required to bring down you know the home loan rates as well but they don't do that automatically do they you will have to go apply and apply for what they call conversion and only if you do that they reduce otherwise it stays at 9% even if the rate goes down to 6% or 5% right so they make a bigger profit each time this happens the banks you could say that so because there is also you know you will have to be proactive uh, with the bank and in in many cases we have seen that you know home loan borrowers are actually able to refinance that loan in another bank uh, at a much cheaper rate you know at at least 0.1 to 0.115% lower so when interest rates are declining rather than waiting for you know your bank to bring down the interest rates you can at least scare them by telling them that you have a refinancing facility available from another bank which is able to you know uh, which will bring down your interest cost right but that's a very tedious process is what i understand it's not easy to sort of shift your loan from uh, one bank to another right anyway that's a, that's a topic for a different podcast uh, coming back to this uh, this topic again so this repo rate hike you know which has come on top of several such hikes we have seen in the last 10 months does it do you think tip the balance in terms of making home loans unattractive by pushing the cost of home ownership too high do you think it home home ownership costs are going to really go up because it's been happening for a long time now this increasing 9% is not 
is not anywhere close to 6.5 percent. No, absolutely. There is, you know, going to be an impact for sure. Uh, increase in home loan rates from about 6.5% to 9%. For a typical individual with a good credit profile, this is what, you know, it will look like. It is it is very, very steep. Uh, and uh, And given that predominantly the entire home loan market in India is a floating interest rate market. You know, there are actually very few banks which offer fixed interest rate loans. And even the banks which offer fixed interest loans, uh, you know, those loans are sometimes as uh, more, uh, more expensive by 1.5 to 2.5% compared to floating. So most people anyway don't opt for that. And fixed rate loans also come with prepayment, prepayment penalty. So essentially for a home loan borrower, the only option for them is to take a floating interest rate, uh, you know, loan. And there, you know, this is, a, this is a significant, you know, increase. So if we were to take an example, so if somebody was to have, you know, a home loan of say about 50 lakhs with a 20 year tenure, uh, which they had taken at say 6.5 percent, uh, and let's say they had taken this in May 2022 when you know rates were lower. So they would have budgeted an EMI of about 37,000 rupees, you know, per month. Now, based on the current interest rate of about 9 percent, this EMI will go up from 37,000 to 45,000. So that's an increase of more than 20 percent, which is substantial. And for a 30-year loan, you know, this is actually for a 20-year loan. This data, but if you Take for a 30-year loan, the increase in EMI is even more steeper. That will be about 30% increase in you know EMI. So it is uh, you know going to impact the housing uh, demand. Right. So there is no doubt then that the EMIs have gone up, and even if the EMIs are kept same, the interest outgo per EMI will definitely go up. But have the incomes of the average home loan customer kept pace with this kind of a rise in home loan interest rates? Do you think? Yeah, so that's, you know, a difficult question to answer because unfortunately, there is no concrete data for tracking income in the economy. I mean, there are several anecdotes in terms of, you know, jobs, there are anecdotes in terms of, you know, how specific industries are doing. The best way, you know, to check whether there is stress in terms of, you know, borrowers being able to service, you know, their home loans is to actually check delinquency. Uh, in the bank's home loan portfolio, tracking their non-performing assets, but this is a you know lagged indicator. Uh, you know, as of now, of course, there is no stress. You know, the bank's asset quality has been quite good, but uh, we are yet to see the full impact of the higher increase in interest rates play out. So probably during the 2023 or early 2024, we'll have a better sense of what impact. Uh, you know, this is going to have on banks home loan portfolio, which will be a proxy for, you know, whether the average home loan customer income has kept pace with the increase in interest rates or not. And uh, what banks also do is that rather than increase EMI for the person, uh, when the interest rate increases, they increase the tenure of the loan. So if somebody has a 20 year loan, and you know, interest rates go up, what the bank will do is they'll keep the EMI the same, but they will increase the tenure of the loan. So that's uh, you know a recourse available to the borrower. Uh, but you know this will mean that they are going to be paying interest on that loan for many more, uh, a much longer period. So the loan effectively becomes more expensive for them. 
Also, it basically means that every time you pay the EMI earlier, let's say you had an EMI of fifty thousand, which you are paying, and the principal which you are repaying per EMI is say twenty five thousand, and the interest is twenty five thousand, for example, hypothetically. And once your tenure goes up because interest rates have gone up, even though your EMI remains fifty k, the the interest would probably account for forty thousand now, and just ten thousand would be what you are repaying, right? So that means you are paying your Actual total component of interest which you're paying over the entire tenure is going to go up. Is that right? Absolutely. So you know, an increase in home loan tenure you know leads to substantial costs for the borrower because they are effectively going to be paying a significantly higher interest. You know, so it's it's uh, it's something that a home loan borrower can do for cash flow management if you know they are finding the EMIs to be uh, you know significantly higher. And it doesn't fit in their budget, but it's not a recommended, uh, you know, step. So, what are their options? What what should the homeowner do uh, when these kinds of interest rates are spiraling up, resulting in you know higher EMIs and you know basically what what should they do in order to keep this? Basically, will result in the cost of the home itself going much higher than what it should have been. So, what what are their best options? So there is, uh, you know, sometimes there is really, uh, you know, no option as such. You know, what essentially this does is that whatever they have been saving at other avenues, those savings will come down. So whatever somebody has been saving for, uh, you know, X, Y, Z financial goals, you know, the EMI will eat up into all of those savings. It can, for stressed households, also impact consumption. But there is, you know, given that. The loan is a contract, and you know if you're staying in that house, you don't really have an option. Uh, so you you have to service the higher EMIs, and uh, and that and that will mean you have to reject your consumption items in your budget at at, at other places. They can they can prepay uh, parts of the loan and bring down the principal or sort of that that should help them, right? Of course, you know if if an household is in a position to prepay a home loan, then they will probably not face a stress of increased emi itself so i am disregarding the fact that you know uh, there will be households who will have sufficient liquidity buffers to absorb this of course it's not going to be painless to absorb higher emi but you know if somebody is in a capacity to repay a home loan that's one option you know they can bring uh, you know they can bring down the home loan outstanding but there are several uh, you know households uh, you know where this will not be an option at all and uh, this will actually reflect in consumption choices that people make right so consumption is go is probably uh, one uh, aspect which is going to take a hit so one final question before we uh, wrap up ravi so we spoke earlier about the increased cost of home loans and how uh, that is going to push the cost of home ownership very high and we spoke about how what are the implications of this for existing home loan uh, customers now what about those who are contemplating buying a home how do you think it's going to affect the housing market as such given that buying entering the housing market when the home loan rates are 6.5% again is very different from entering a housing market uh, let's say the prices are same now the home loan is now 9% for the for the buyer or maybe 8.5% and home loan affordability is again linked to i mean the home affordability is linked to home loan affordability so how do you think uh, this rate hike is going to impact the housing market as such and the person the customer entering uh, into this market 
Yeah. So if you if you look at the housing market in India, so we have a you know I would say a peculiar housing market, uh, which is to a certain extent common among emerging market economies, where housing buying a house is more of an emotional decision rather than an investment you know decision. Most people aspire to buy a home. Uh, to live in it and not necessarily look at it as an investment you know it's it's in fact looked upon as an asset which is going to be transferred you know intergenerational so the elasticity of home demand to interest rates you know uh, is curved to a certain extent because you know for somebody who's looking to buy a home uh, as long as they have accumulated enough money for a down payment uh, you know and the familial pressure that comes you know to buy a home uh, interest rates of course play a play a role but you know i wouldn't say it's the only deciding factor so core housing demand you know in in india is really coming from uh, you know this preference to own a, a house and, and live in it and that i would say uh, you know uh, it comparatively less influenced by interest rate changes you know it actually depends more on economic growth on jobs and you know sundry other factors there is of course a speculative you know demand where people buy houses from an investment point of view uh, and they already have a house and they may be buying a second or a third house uh, you know as an investment and this part of the demand is extremely interest rate sensitive you know because here how much profit you make by flipping houses by buying and selling houses is intricately linked to the borrowing rate that you uh, you know took for uh, funding that asset so this speculative demand will definitely take a hit but the core you know housing demand you know will of course you know slow down but uh, you know there is so what we are seeing over the last one year is that there was a lot of pent up demand for buying a house you know which could not have been fulfilled during the covid years so even though housing prices came down during covid years people were not able to take advantage of that uh, you know low prices but now you know housing prices have started to increase and and people are looking to you know buy a home which you know they may have postponed for the last 2 to 3 years so it's a mix of factors the demand will come down but i don't see a very significant impact in the housing market right so you're basically sort of making a distinction between core demand and speculative demand and the core demand is probably as you say inelastic uh, with regard to rising interest rates but the speculative demand which is far more sensitive could probably uh, see some kind of dampening and that could be the only effect we see overall uh, going forward and so we have looked at uh, the rate hike why it happened its impact on home loans for existing customers impact on home loans possible emis for those who are entering the market and its impact on the housing market as as such thank you so much ravi for detailing out these various uh, implications of this development for our listeners thank you so much pleasure talk thanks ampat it was a pleasure speaking to you in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon